I speak about this so much, being present and paying attention to the moment. When we are thinking of the future, we get anxious. When we're thinking of the past, we feel down that, oh, I could have done this better. When we're thinking of the future, it's how can I do this better? But when you're in the now, it's okay. How do I do it better right now? Hey, Wisdom and Wellness family, thank you so much for tuning in to another weekly episode of our podcast. Firstly, thank you for making us, um, for keeping us rather on top episodes and just making sure that you're sharing the podcast. Um, we are growing so, so much. And I have to always mention this because it really, really fills my heart to know that something so meaningful um, is spreading, spreading like wildfire. In case you don't know, we are in the middle. We are within Speak Life September. This is a course that I do annually and it started off as just a tweet and now we have an entire course with over 200 people who are um, enrolled to the course if I can call it that and I think thousands who are just doing the challenge for free. So in case you want to join the challenge it's never too late the hashtag is speak life September 2022. On today's episode it is just me and I realized that we've got these core pillars that wisdom and wellness is all about but I'm not sure if everybody knows them and I decided you know what let's make an episode I mean it I think it aligns with what Speak Life September is about but let me dedicate an entire episode to fully uh, explain and elaborate on what wisdom and wellness stands for. Firstly our founding scripture is found in 3 John 1 verse 2 and this scripture changed my entire life. I don't know how I came across it, but I read the scripture and it sat with me and I realized, shucks, this is basically what God wants for my entire life. And I want to read it for you word for word. And it's based on 3 John 1 verse 2. Beloved, I pray that in every way you may succeed and prosper and be in good health physically, just as I know your soul prospers spiritually. And pretty much that is what wisdom and wellness is founded on. And those are the words that are establishing our vision, our, our values, everything that we stand for. I read the scripture and I realized that that is what God wants for me. He wants me to prosper. He wants my soul to prosper. He wants me to prosper spiritually. And not only that, but my entire life to prosper. And that's what we stand for. And I think if you've seen even on our bio, we're there to encourage and equip, pe and equip people in, in living a prosperous life, in living a life that is intentional and that is purposeful. So I'm going to give you our five pillars. These are basically the five pillars of wellness. What makes a person holistic? holistically successful and what makes us what makes us thrive when you see someone you're like oh my gosh that person is doing so well and and you can see that it's not just an external thing but it's actually innate I think these are some of the the the, the, the pillars that they live by so I'm going to take you through our five pillars of wellness that we stand by and that we are encouraging on speak not only on speak life September but at wisdom and wellness and all our content from our podcast to our Instagram post to our website to the events that we will have are based on this one of the points and one of the points have to be ticked off and then we know that we're doing something intentional and that there's a mandate there's a purpose behind everything we do so these are our five uh, pillars of wellness it's spiritual wellness which is the foundation of everything mental and emotional wellness relational wellness 
physical wellness and financial wellness. So those are our pillars and I will be going through them and fully explaining what they mean um, to me. And I'm sure you also have your own definition. You can elaborate it further. But for me, I think it's just important that we go through these and that we check our lives constantly. I always have to go through these, and go through these points and, find, and check myself. How am I doing in these areas of my life? Because these areas make up who I am. Starting with spiritual wellness, I actually want to give a definition that I found that I loved so much and I think really, really um, gives a good meaning and a good understanding of what is spirituality. When people keep saying, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, what does it actually mean? Spiritual wellness is being connected to something greater than yourself and having a set of values principles, morals, and beliefs that provide a sense of purpose and meaning to life, then using those principles to guide your actions. So spirituality has, it's, it's, a person can be spiritual without being religious, right? Religion is just how we've been divided in groups. For example, I'm in the Christian religion, someone could be in the Jewish religion, somebody could be Muslim African, whatever it is, that is religion. So those are religions. But spirituality is how you connect to your source. And my source is God. My source is Jesus. And we all have different sources, but it has to be higher than you. It has to be outside of you. Because as we know, the famous saying, we are spiritual beings having a natural experience or physical experience. So we're not actually, we shouldn't rely on external material and physical things. But the most important need that we need to cater to is our spiritual need what is happening inside us and this is our, and then this guides our set of values this is now where religion comes in where where christianity tells you these are the values these are the principles or whatever religion you're in can guide you but spirituality is the foundation of all where you're connected to your source and you hear directly to your source then you can use religion to guide you as to which principles do you follow and which values do you follow but at the core of spirituality is love. At the core of Christ, at the core of God is love. So it's important that in our wellness, in everything that we do, as we chase after success, as we chase after health, all of these things, we make sure that spiritually we are first connected because it is God. It is our source who guides us and leads us to a path that is fitting for us. At the end of the day, we're not trying to be like the next person. I'm not trying to have what you have. I'm trying to find my own path. But the only way I can find my own path is by being connected to the source. Then second up on our wellness pillars is emotional and mental well-being. Our emotional and mental well-being affects how we think, how we act. It also helps determine how we relate and, and, and address stress, how we handle it, because this is life. Things are going to happen. We are going to be stressed. We are going to be in situations that we, we don't understand. We're going to be in situations that we wouldn't choose. But it's important. Your mental health and your emotional health determines how you will handle those situations? Do you drown in whatever's happening or do you have the emotional and mental maturity, strength or wellness or well-being to be able to handle those situations? Now, I've got some ways to take care of our mental health and our emotional well-being. Remember, with what we do, we try and, and put in preventative measures before it gets to an extreme case where now we, we, we need medicine and all of that. We believe in medicine, we believe in therapy, but the foundation of us is to say, hey, before 
before we get that far, if we can still control it, if we can still nip it, these are the ways to make sure that we don't get to a point where we are stressed out, we are burnt out, and we can't handle whatever's happening around us. Number one, connect with other people. And this is why with Wisdom and Wellness, we've created a community. From newsletters to events to an Instagram page to membership on YouTube where we're constantly talking, keeping each other accountable with Speak Life September, the people on the course. We have a private Facebook group where we're constantly communicating and we're being accountable to each other. I mean, someone shared that they haven't been feeling well and everybody came in and say, hey, we're praying for you. How can we support you? And that is the power of community where you don't feel alone. And this helps with our emotional and our mental strength. Number two, being physically active. We think being physically active is just about an aesthetic, but it's not because as you exercise and you will see if you're in a part of the challenge, immediately afterwards, it's as if there's a chemical shift in your brain where all the positive energies or the positive um, bits of your brain um, come out and explode and all of a sudden you're energetic. And then also it helps with our self-esteem. We all want to feel good about ourselves. So as we exercise, we start feeling more positive and lastly, it helps to set goals and achieve them. And this does something to our well-being, our mental and emotional well-being, to know that actually I can set some goals and I know that I can achieve them. And as you achieve them, it also boosts your self-esteem. And number three, learning new skills. This gives us a sense of purpose. Whenever I see someone who is struggling, um, and this is, I always answer this question, when someone is struggling with purpose or, or, or they've got nothing to do, I always find something that can give them a sense of purpose, something that can wake them up in the morning. That is what we all need. That is all what we, that is what we are all searching for. We're searching for a reason to wake up in the morning, a reason to add value. Number four, giving to others. Um, the whole part of Speak Life September, we have a part where every every week you're praying for somebody else. And this is a form of giving where life is not just about yourself. Because I think when we approach life in a sense where it's about me, 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 that's when we drown in negativity and we get overwhelmed because we just amplify everything. But when we look at other people and communicate with other people and serve other people's needs, you realize, oh, they too have challenges just like me. Oh, maybe my life is not so bad after all. And lastly, being present. I speak about this so much, being present and paying attention to the moment. When we are thinking of the future, we get anxious. When we're thinking of the past, we feel down that, oh, I could have done this better. When we're thinking of the future, it's how can I do this better? But when you're in the now, it's okay. How do I do it better right now? Then we get to relational wellness. This is something that is very, very hard for most of us, myself included, simply because as people, we are different. We are so, so different and we have to learn to live with each other. And this starts with the relationship that we have with self. We have to have good relationships with self where we are loving and we give grace because how we treat ourselves is how we treat other people. So for me, the foundation of my relationships is myself, my family, my friends, and the community at large. You want to be able to get along with people. You want to be able to, to handle conflict. This is a hard one for me. I always thought we should avoid conflict, but then that gives us surface level relationships. You want to be able to handle conflict. When things go wrong, when we don't get along, when we bump heads, how do we handle it? Do we, do we solve it and become closer? Or do we just realize maybe our paths, our seasons have ended, just like my mom and I spoke about in a previous 
previous um in a previous podcast so relation relationships are such a sensitive topic but so important for us at the end of the day when you achieve success and achieve everything you want to have people to be able to celebrate all those things with so relational wellness is very important make some friends build relationships with your parents and your siblings and your community your neighbors make sure you have people i'm not saying be best friends with everyone and share your life secrets with everyone but it's just important to have those relationships i mean re- recently we we have our friends who have now become our neighbors and we went to go see them and we had such a great time and then while i was away in cape town my son was sick and it was nice to be able to just call them and say hey can you go check on my son and they went rushing and they went over and above and that is the power of taking care of people then you know that when you need them they will be there then we get to physical wellness, one of my favorites. Um, I love working out. And initially when I started working out, it was all about the aesthetic. How do I look? And as I mentioned earlier, it's not so much about that, but I actually want to describe what physical wellness entails. It is the need for physical activity, healthy foods and sleep, as well as preventing illness and injury or managing chronic health conditions. What I've learned through seeing my family is I've noted all the gener- all the, the, gen- the, the, the illnesses that can be genetic, such as high blood, etc. And I made a decision that I don't want that. So what can I do earlier on to prevent that? So my whole life is preparing for when I age. Well, I, I actually try not put it that way because it feels as if I'm li- living for them. But to just have good health. So it's important that we start now. Yes, the aesthetic will come and that's fun and all. But to live a long life and to actually enjoy life. Imagine living to 90 and you can still enjoy life. You can still get up. I just finished the book Ikigai um, about the Japanese and how they live such long lives. But even by the time they die, they still active. They still have purpose. They have relationships and they still play. So physical activities is not only important for how we look, it's important for releasing those chemicals in the brain, for, for feeling good, for having the energy, but also to, to, to not to prevent illnesses. And an important point as well is sleep, something we try to run away from. We think we just have to hustle, hustle, hustle. But it's important to have some good sleep, whether you're a night owl or an early bird, whatever it is, just make sure you have good quality sleep whenever you have it prioritize your sleep so physical activity just to stamp it is not just for aesthetic but for long and good life wellness in simple terms is preventative medicine my mentor said that to me that's simply it that's what we do when we're speaking about wellness we are it's preventative medicine we want you to prevent illness we don't want you to get to a point where you will need medicine we want you to live long healthy and enjoy and the last part of all our pillars of finances is financial well-being. We need money. Money is a currency. Money is an exchange. It's a medium that we use here on earth. And it is important in order to have a full experience of life. And what does it mean to be financially well? It's being in control of your money and not the other way around. And having a healthy relationship with your finances. What I'd call rich differs to what you call rich. But here we're not talking about riches. We're talking about financial well-being. Does your money control you or are you in control of your money? However much that is. We have to have a good relationship with money. And I've 
I think I've spoken about this quite often that whether you know it, you acknowledge it or not, you have a relationship with money. So why not make it a good and a positive relationship? Stop fearing talking about money. I've even gotten to a point where I want to be confident about mentioning amounts because other people do it. Why can't we? Why are we so scared of money? We shouldn't be scared of money, but also it's important that money shouldn't be the only motive in our life, but we need it. We want to take those vacations. We want the nice houses. We want to live an inheritance for our children the bible says that a good man lives an inheritance for his children's children right yes so let us make sure that we're financially well and where do we start start by budgeting have a look at your finances what's happening and budget is simply allocating where each rand goes saying 10 rand for food, 100 rand for this, for activities, for this. It's not depriving yourself necessarily, but it's allocating where, telling your money where it has to go. And then secondly, setting goals. What are your financial goals? Do you even set financial goals? I, every beginning of the year, every quarter, I set financial goals. Am I meeting those goals? What am I not doing that is that 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 can allow me to have to reach those financial goals? And lastly, living within your means. You could make all the millions in the world, but if you don't live within your financial means, you will struggle and you will be stressed. So it's important as we consider all of this to live within our means. And those are our core pillars. And this is what I wanted to focus on on this episode and encourage you to check yourself. It's a new season and I love new beginnings. Um, they give us a sense of, of, of feeling, a sense of I can try again, a sense of it's a new day, I can... I can do this. So it's spring. You can start over. It's never too late. You can still start today. You can start on Monday. Check yourself. Which areas are you thriving in? Which areas do you have to look at? And how can you make sure that you are you are holistically well? I'm Pumila Dwaban. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for leaving a review. And thank you for sharing this podcast. God bless. <music>